Welcome to The Mentor List, a source of sound advice with your host, David Lewis. To seek support and you need to allow yourself to be supported. Really have a point of difference. What is precious, what's really important, and then putting some boundaries there. The Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Hi, welcome to today's show. Today we're having a chat with Scott Harris. He's the CEO and founder of Ultimate Expert and Ultimate Coach. For more than 20 years, Scott has been coaching, mentoring, and speaking to individuals, businesses, large audiences to help them create success financially, physically, and emotionally. Having dedicated his entire adult life to growth, change, inspiration, Scott now delivers profound, powerful training, coaching, and mentoring programs all around the world to facilitate life-changing positive influences. He's worked with many of the world's most influential forces. Just before the meeting, we were sort of chatting about his time recently with Richard Branson, which was just fascinating. I actually met him through Tony Robbins, the events that he's holding, and he's also done work with Robert Kiyosaki, so just to name a few. So uniquely qualified to be the ultimate coach. He's spoken to audiences as large as 12,000, Uh, more than 15 countries around the world so impacting the lives of many many people each day and now he's here to share with us so an early start for scott we've grabbed him uh, before one of his workshops here in melbourne so hope you enjoy the conversation today with scott harris so scott harris welcome to the mentor list thanks very much for having me i'm excited to be here well thanks for coming in nice and early what are we 6 30 a.m it's all perfect <laughs> it's almost midday for you because you're an early riser anyway <laughs> but yeah great to catch you while you're down here in melbourne and maybe we we'll just start what are you doing in melbourne I'm running a three-day event. It's called Ultimate Expert. We teach people the skills of coaching, speaking, and branding. So um, we're super excited about that. The consulting, teaching, coaching, speaking space is huge right now. So I've got some skills and gifts in me able to teach people how to really create their niche and, and find their market and monetize their story and, and do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Plus, I'm a Melbourne boy. I'm from Melbourne originally. Oh, so I grew go. up on the Mornington Peninsula. Love Melbourne. Australia's easily best city. Although I live on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's a bit cold. <laughs> but it is warm. Um, yeah, it has been warm for the last few days. So yeah, we yeah. turned the weather on for you yeah, for yeah. your uh, trip across. So yeah, I've obviously seen you in action in live events. And that's the first time I saw you up on the Gold Coast. It was about a year and a half ago with one of the Tiny Robbins events. Yeah. So yeah, it's great to have you in a confined space, not in front of 2,000 people and have you do myself for the next 20 minutes. So just for the people that may not be familiar with Scott Harris, um, do you want to say, talk about who you are and what your story is. Gosh, uh, what I do now or what I did do? Well, maybe let's start at, oh, God, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, let's start it now and maybe backtrack a bit. I have a really blessed life where I get to do a couple of cool things. Number one, I teach on stage around the world with some pretty cool people. So I teach on stage and run live events with a guy called Tony Robbins. I think most people probably listening to this would know who Tony is. I first went to my first Tony event 20 years ago, and for the last 15 years I've been teaching and speaking on stage with him, which is pretty cool for a kid from Frankston. Outside of that, I've got my own coaching company. I train people to become coaches and speakers, and then we actually sell coaching as well. So we've got hundreds of people around the country being coached by my team, so coaches keeping people on track and accountable and that kind of cool stuff. I've got a financial services company, which we do some really cool stuff with investing and take care of people's money. And of course, I'm married to an amazing, kind, clever, smart, talented woman, and we've got four young children. That kind of keeps us fun as well. But it all started here. I'm a Melbourne boy, grew up in Frankston, the part of the world that I was from. I was so bad at high school that I was asked to leave. 
I had three dads before I was 10, eight schools before I was 12, and out of home at 15. Wow. Did all the things that you're supposed to do, worked hard 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Was lucky enough to stumble across the opportunity to run some businesses when I was quite young, 18, 19, 20 years old. And then at an early age, about 23, 24, I stumbled across this thing called personal development. It wasn't listening to podcasts. It was listening to a thing called a cassette, if anybody listening knows what that is. It's a clunky white thing that used to fit in your Sony Walkman. And so I would listen to cassettes and I would read books. And then I stumbled across this thing called seminars. And that really set me on a journey that completely, completely, completely transformed my life. So if you're listening to this, whatever you're doing, whether you're catching a train or going for a workout or walking your dog, this stuff works. It certainly did for me. For a kid from Frankston who was asked to leave high school and who managed to fail not once but three times from three different universities, I'm a huge believer in education, whether it's uh, tapes, books, CDs, seminars, coaching, mentoring, all that stuff works. Fantastic. And what was the first seminar or can you remember? I went to the second ever Tony Robbins seminar in Australia about 100 years ago. It's what it feels like. <laughs> uh, and I went because my mum had gone the year before and I didn't go because I wanted to transform my life. I didn't go because I wanted to change my business. I didn't want to go. I didn't go because I wanted to improve myself. I went because I already knew everything. You work 80 hours a week and you get yep. a lot of money and you buy a big house. That's yep. what I was taught to do. I went because I thought my mum was crazy and had joined some crazy cult. And so I went to my first thing and, and it slowly opened up my eyes. And it didn't happen immediately, but it opened up my eyes to go, gosh, hang on, maybe all the things that I've been indoctrinated with and learned about good education, good job, work hard, maybe those things aren't true anymore in the 21st century and maybe there's a different way to, to create some success. Yeah. And I guess, um, so how, does it, how do you go from, I guess, being dragged by your mum to one of the events. Was that in Sydney or? Was it, it, was, uh, it was in Sydney, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and then now that you're actually on stage, so there's, what's happened in the middle? Well, I'd say <laughs> I was always a great student and I was always great at utilising the stuff. So I've always been very coachable. So when I was, I was an athlete for many years, doing Ironman triathlons and represented my country and went to the World Championships. And I was always very coachable. When I was in business as a young man, 18, 19, 20, I had some great mentors and I was always very good at learning from them and not just learning, but putting the stuff into use. You know, I think that knowledge isn't powerful. Action is powerful. It sounds trite to say that, but I was always very good at being told what to do by someone smarter than me and then saying, okay, well, they're smarter than me. I should probably go do what they just said without really asking why too much. I think if you ask what for or why, I think it can get in the way sometimes. Mm. Assuming you've trusted the mentor and the, I yep. didn't know that was the word back then, I just thought it was an old person but because <laughs> I was 20 years old. Yeah. So I thought 40 was old. So it was really – if you're assuming you trust the person that's giving you the advice or the wisdom, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't delay. So I was always good at that. So – Yeah, fantastic. And so so this path of personal developments now led you, I guess, into business and now into coaching. Did you want to talk about some of the businesses that you've sort of grown up in? I'd say that my passion is really helping people wake up and live yep. the life they want, not the life they don't want. I probably took me till I was 28, 29, 30 to start living the life that I wanted to because, again, we're told by our parents and told by our environment and told by our education about what you're supposed to do. And that's why my passion is helping people wake up from the slumber of their life in relationship to their their business, their job, their marriage, their health, and and, and make them live deliberately. In fact, that's kind of our, our catchphrase, if you will, live deliberately. Yeah. Uh, and we've turned that into our business. Our business is either helping people get coaching so they can become better or help people become a coach so they can help other people and then what to do with your life. So most people need some help with their, whether that's their relationships, whether that's their finances, 
to just to live more consciously and deliberately. Yeah, fantastic. And so with, I guess, it's probably a great person to ask about, is there one thing that's a common theme with, you know, coaching clients or is there something that's changing that you see that's prominent now versus maybe five or ten years ago? Oh, absolutely, 100%. The biggest yeah. challenge of the 21st century is choice. There's right. too much choice. When I was a kid going to school, there was, you went for an ice cream, there was three flavours, chocolate, strawberry, vanilla. Yeah. When you watch TV, there was Channel 7, Channel 9, and Channel O, and then right. it became Channel 10. Uh, and there was this weird thing called the ABC. Today, it's too confusing. There's one store has 31 flavours, plus there's yoghurt, plus there's tofu, plus there's the mashed in. I mean, it's too confusing. And human beings don't cope well with too many choices. What they do is they go into overwhelm, and when they're in overwhelm, they just get distracted and go do Facebook. Yeah. So I'd say choice. The, the ability to make decisions about where is my time and focus going to go. There's no question. There's, there's, there's too, you can't do everything. There's too mm. many things to listen to. There's too many books to read. There's too many activities you want to get done, whether it's take care of the trash, clean the house, renovate the back porch, go to the gym, go hiking, have a holiday, take care of your marriage, take care of your kids, advance your business, get some part-time education. There's too much to do. Yeah. So the ability to make conscious choices about where is my time going to go today? or this week or this month, where is my focus and energy going to go today or this week or this month, and the ability to consistently make great decisions about where to allocate those two things, your time and your energy, because both those things disappear really quickly. Yep. All your time can be gone and all your energy can be gone and you can still not be happy and fulfilled because you spent all your time and you spent all your energy doing stuff that didn't fulfill you. Yeah. Doing this big long list of stuff, quote unquote, that you have to do or are supposed to do or meant to do or got to do. So I'd say that's probably my number one skill set and gift has been always my ability to consistently make great decisions on the allocation of my time and the allocation of my focus. Great. Do you want to go a little deeper into that? Is that tactical or is this? It's, you know, you read all these books and you go to all these seminars and in my day you listen to all these cassettes or now you listen to podcasts and you ask yourself, well, who am I and what do I value and what's the purpose of my life and all those great big questions we ask ourselves when you meditate or journal or all those things that we do at seminars where you walk on fire or you whatever you do. And I would always ask myself, great, how do I now live that? How do I actually like get that into something tangible? That's me knocking on the table. And make it real. And so I would say, well, it has to get in my schedule. If I put all this stuff in my journal or I put all this stuff in my vision board or put all this stuff on a bit of paper somewhere, how do I make that real? How do I get that in my calendar on a Tuesday morning? And so I've just become great at time management. And that sounds like a trite thing to say, time management. Oh, I'm going to get a day planner and manage my day. Mm. But I think it's really important to say that here's my values or here's my purpose or here's my mission or here's my goal, whatever word you're using from whoever your coach is, but actually saying, great, how am I getting that into my day on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis? So that when I get to Christmas or Easter or a birthday with a zero, I look back and go, oh, cool. I actually did the things I said I was going to do. I mm. achieved that goal or I accomplished that task or I had that trip or I wrote that book or I left that job or I started that business. And those things don't happen accidentally. They happen through deliberate intention and lots and lots of foresight. So it's called planning and it's called scheduling, which doesn't sound sexy, but I think they're two of the sexiest words on the planet. Yeah. Because if I'm doing planning and scheduling, I need to be thinking about who I want to be, who I want to become, what needs to get done to make that happen, and then how's it getting into my schedule? Love it. And so 
Just, sorry, just to go a little deeper. So is this a weekly process that you're doing that maps into? It's all the time. Okay. So if you came to my office, you would laugh. I might, we're in, what are we in now? Late 2000 and whatever we are, 1917. I'm going to say 2017. I already have on my wall all of 2018 mapped out right. and a good portion of 2019 mapped out. Wow. So I'm always looking ahead, three years, five years as well. I'm, all, I'm always looking at the year and I'm certainly always looking at the week. Yeah. Over planning your day can be a little complex because days can be kind of crazy. But I think the more you get into consistently, certainly weekly, absolutely weekly, I mean, that's the key to your, a great year. Excuse me. The key to a great year is to have a really great week. If, right. you have a re- if you've got 168 hours in your week and you have a really effective week where you're on target about 80% of the time, 80% of your health goals are met, 80% of your business goals are met, 80% of your relationship goals are met. It's like, that's a pretty successful week. Now, if you can put three or four of those together, that's a pretty good month. Mm. All of a sudden, you get to the end of the month and go, gosh, we hit all our targets this week. We worked out as much as we thought we would. We did as much work at the office as we thought we did. We spent some time with the spouse or the kids. We read a book. Pretty good month. Well, if I can string together two or three of those months, all of a sudden, well, that's a great quarter. Mm. If you can string together two or three quarters, all of a sudden, you have a spectacular year. And so I kind of use the analogy, Dave, of saying your year is a bit like, you know, the back of your car if you're a kid. When I was a kid, we would go all the way up to the Gold Coast in the quintessential Australian driving holiday from Frankston (laughs) in the back of the Commodore station wagon, you know, with four kids on the back bench seat of the car with no seatbelt. And there was only a certain amount of space in the back of the car. And my dad, whichever dad I had at the time, would have to very strategically pack the back of the car and make sure that two things happen. Number one, everything we needed was included in the trip and nothing we didn't need was taking up wasted space. Yeah. So I think about my year as the same thing. My year is 52 blocks of 168 hours. It's limited. There's an unlimited number of things I want to do in the year. I want to travel. I want to build my business. I want to hang out with my wife. I want to do stuff with my kids. I want to go play, hang out with Tony Robbins. I want There's certain things I want to go do, but I can't do them all. But if I strategically at the start of the year go, great, what are the things that I want to take on this trip called my awesome year? Where do they need to go? How can they strategically fit into this thing called 52 times 168? And I want to pack that really intelligently at the start of the year so that at the end of the year, I either A, haven't forgotten to take anything important, which means I missed out on something I really wanted to do, and B, I didn't fill part of my year up with stuff that didn't count, that wasn't important. So certainly it's a yearly thing. It's certainly a quarterly thing. It's absolutely a monthly thing. And most urgently, it's a weekly thing. I consistently on a weekly basis sit down 30, 40 minutes and go, great, what needs to happen this week? What do I want to have happen this week? And what's the dance between those two things? Because the dance between what needs to happen and what want, what I want to have happen. And, and that's the juggle and the dance between that. Fantastic. You mentioned in there hanging out with Tony Robbins. So I know um, you, you weren't in the Hawaii event this year. And I didn't think that there'd be anything that could trump, I guess, hanging out with Tony and his wife. But do you want to talk about what you're up to? I uh, did. I just, I just, you know, my life is really about looking for people smarter than me. I consistently am always looking for people that are further down the track than me, further down the track in business or further down the track in successful marriage or further down the track in health or whatever it's to be. And so I'm always looking for mentors and coaches, which is why I was attracted to your, your, your channel and what you do. And so I got to go hang out with Richard Branson. I got an invite to go on a personal private trip with uh, Richard and his children and 
some of his nephews and 15 other guests and we went to Morocco and spent some time at his sister's hotel and then we mountain biked through the desert for a number of days and then we climbed the second highest mountain in Africa for a little bit of time and then we spent some time at Richard's hotel in Marrakesh hanging out and talking about business and education and contribution and charity and Uber cool event, uber yep. cool event. Reminded me that I'm not in the shape that I'd like to be to be climbing mountains, but just love it. Simon Sinek was there, yep. who's the author of that amazing book, you know, Start With Why. Yep. And there were some very successful business entrepreneurs there. And I, I always just love hanging out with people that are conscious, that are awake, that are deliberate, and that are looking to live their life in a, in a conscious and deliberate manner. Yeah, and I've yeah. heard you say sort of proximity is power. I mean, after a trip like that, is that just reinforcing it just continually forces you to continually challenge yourself to reimagine how your life could be, to ask yourself, gosh, am I really playing at the highest level I could possibly be? And, and I want to balance that by saying whenever I'm suggesting to my coaching clients or when I'm working with people about becoming more and being bigger and being bolder and, and all those things, it doesn't necessarily do mean doing more. I don't do more. So I, I'm only looking to make five or seven decisions a day. I'm not looking to be busier. I'm looking to be more purposeful and more on track and more deliberate. So I'm looking to get things off my calendar, not get things on my calendar, yep. if that kind of makes sense. So I think when, the more you hang out with people that are further down the path than you, if you can learn some strategies from them or some processes from them or some beliefs from them about what are they doing to make that happen, I think that's pretty useful. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't agree more. So you mentioned you know, your, your passion in coaching and mentoring. Did you have a... I don't know, a thought around what's happening with the coaching industry in Australia versus what, how, I guess, not saturated, but how commonplace it is in America versus maybe what, what's happening in Australia with, with coaching and people's willingness to find a coach in business. I think that we're right on the cusp of this, of this thing called coaching, mentoring, consulting, and expert. I could use an analogy. 20 years ago, if you said to somebody, oh, I've got a personal trainer, and I used to be a personal trainer 20 years ago, they would say, really, what for? What do you have a personal trainer for? Just get up and go to the gym. Get up and run around the block. Today, not only is it normal and commonplace to have a personal trainer, there's actually a bit of significance that goes with it where you might actually be at a party or a function and go, oh, I know I, I, I wouldn't eat that. My trainer won't allow me. Or, oh, no, I can't do that. My trainer's got me in a special program. Or, oh, gosh, you know, I had such a hard session at the gym this morning because my trainer's got me doing this special yeah. thing. So today it's very commonplace to say I've got my trainer. Yeah, people, that's the phrase they use, my PT, my trainer, my coach. I think that in the 21st century, having a coach to keep you, quote, unquote, on track is going to become completely normal and commonplace. Yeah. If you look at... I think we just talked about it before off air, you know, AMZ, one of the largest companies in Australia, in fact, globally, their entire advertising campaign now for how to get a first home under your belt to buy your first property, their campaign doesn't talk about interest rates, doesn't talk about the cost of their loan, doesn't talk about the features and benefits of their service. It talks about, oh, you need a first home coach. Mm. You know, there's this great story where there was an Uber driver who uh, became an Uber driver, realized that onboarding as an Uber driver is a complicated process and you can be an Uber driver and not make much money. And now he's an Uber driver coach mm. and he coaches people how to become great Uber drivers. He's making more money from being an Uber driver consultant, if you will, than an Uber driver. So I think the space of coaching, consulting and speaking is huge right now and it's huge for one reason. The 21st century, off the conversation we've just had about time, People are only interested in one question. How fast and how quick can you solve my problem? Right. And if you can do that quickly, if you can help me lose weight really quickly, if you can help me get 10 customers quickly, if you can help me get back on track quickly, I'm going to pay you for that. 
and that means you're my consultant, that means you're my coach, that means you're my expert, that means you're my whatever. I don't care what the word is, different people with the words differently, but that's what people want. They want faster results, quicker, better, and more immediately. Yeah. And they'll happily pay five, 10, 20, 30, 50, me, $95,000 for them to do that for them. So I think the yeah. coaching, consulting, speaking space is phenomenally huge and it will be very commonplace in the next three to five years to say at a dinner party on a Friday night when you're having a glass of wine with your family and friends, oh yeah, my coach has got me working on my time management. My coach has got me working mm. on my business plan. My coach has got me working on spending more time with the kids. I think that's going to be completely normal and commonplace. Yeah, fantastic. I look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just maybe we'll, we'll hop into some of the shorter, sharper questions and just whether there's any habits that you'd recommend. I, mean, I know we've sort of gone through some great time planning well we've gone through your week and which turns into months and quarters but is there any other habits that you'd sort of recommend that have helped you personally that you could share well certainly not to well to really reiterate the point of, of, of planning i'm always looking at my week and always looking at my month so certainly planning and scheduling is something i'm consistently doing obviously it sounds silly to say but reading and in the 21st century podcasting and audiobooks continually feeding your mind and your brain with new stuff you know, people often ask me and I say, well, what's the most important book I should read? You know, what's the best book I should read? Which book should I read that's going to change my life? And I'm like, the answer is all of them. Mm. It sounds trite to say, but all of them. I mean, yeah. I've read hundreds and hundreds of books in my life. So keep feeding your brain, you know, yeah. right now with what people are doing with, with the podcast, whether that's reading. I still like old-fashioned books. I don't have a Kindle. For, I know it's crazy. Yeah. I don't have an iPad. I know. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, was, I was speaking to uh, one of our advisors here and, and they were talking about the comeback of books now and everyone was talking about how books are gone and they're dead and dead, dusted but the tactile there is something about the can... tactile thing about yeah. get your highlighter out and your pen out and <laughs> dog in it and I think that you get a little I mean, for me when once I've read a book it becomes part of my life and part of, it's a friend of mine I would, mm. and I like to see the, the broken back and the bent spine of a good book you yeah. know, on the yeah. bookshelf in my Damn study or in my library. And I'm like, oh, no, that's part of me. I remember reading that book. So that's like a trophy. A little bit. <laughs> I know you mentioned that we can't mention one book. So my next question is if there was a book or a couple of books. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say read them all. I'd say read the classics. So if you're interested in wealth creation, you read all the classics. You read Think and Grow Rich and you read The Science of Getting Rich and you read all those classics. I think if you're in business today, there's lots of new modern pop culture classics you should be reading. But I think mostly mix them up. Yeah, that's the first thing I'd say. You know, I read parenting books right now because I've got four kids. I still read business books because I mean I've got businesses. I still read personal development books because I'm in personal development. But I'd say mix them up. If you're finding you're reading too many books of the same genre, go read something you'd never normally read. Mm. You know, if you're always reading uh, personal development books and and greatness books, go read something a bit spiritual and foo foo. You know, if you're always reading spiritual and foo foo books, go read something that's a bit more nitty gritty about superannuation or saving taxes. I would say mix them up. Yeah, okay, good advice. Yeah. So just on advice, is there advice that you've received or you wish you received or advice you gave that you think would be good to share? I think there's so many things that I think about, but I think the biggest one would be that to be bigger and bolder. I think that if I look back on my life and I think about all the great things that have happened and all the curious things that have happened, I'd say every single person that I've ever met is capable of greatness. Greatness, which means wealth, greatness in relationships, greatness in health, is not some special magical stardust that's sprinkled on certain people and not on other people. I literally, you know, in the last month, in the last month, I've spoken personally with Tony Robbins, 
Richard Branson, Gary V, Sarah Blakely, who's the billionaire who owns Spanx, um, Simon Sen. I mean, just so many amazing, extraordinary people, and they're not any different to you and I. They're just making different decisions. So I would say if there was any advice to anybody, whether it's my son who's 10 years old or it, my, any of my clients who I coach one-on-one, be, it would be that every single one of us is, is capable of greatness and that was going to require some boldness and some decision and some action. But whatever it is, and it sounds trite, I feel like I'm a fortune cookie saying it, but whatever that you are believing and dreaming, you can achieve. You really can. Mm. So if you're looking to write your book, if you're looking to quit your job and start your company, if you're looking to get married, if you're looking to start an investment portfolio, if you're looking to go and do an Ironman, if you're looking to go and do something, the fact that you're actually thinking about it and feeling about it literally tells me that at least part of you is capable of it. Mm. And I'd say go do it. Now, what holds us back from that is then our head, which is the fear, doubt, uncertainty, lack, scarcity, all those things, that gets in the way. And so that dance between your head and your heart, your heart or your soul that says, I want to do it, I can do it, I'd like to do it, I'd be awesome to do it, that dance between fear and certainty is the whole dance. Because your head's not designed to be successful. I know you know this from the work you've done with Tony, but your head's designed to keep you safe and your head's designed to look for what's wrong. That's what your brain's designed for. So you want to have not have your head be in charge. Your head's designed, it's really important people get this because they think your head is the most important part of your body, but it's not. Your head is designed to keep you safe, alive, which means it's designed to look for what's wrong. Your heart, and whether that's your heart, your soul, your spirit, whatever word you want to use for that, not to get too foo-foo-y, that part of humanity that makes a building in Dubai be a kilometre and a half tall, that part of humanity that makes our iPods smaller but they've got more stuff on them, that part of humanity that keeps inventing and creating new and amazing and cool stuff, that part of you is the part you want to be in charge. Yeah. And so sometimes the dance between your head and your heart is, is the most important decisions you need to make. Fantastic. That's a quote in itself. <laughs> yeah, and obviously very in line with so yeah, what Tony talks about around get out of your head or you're dead or get in your head, you're dead. Um, fantastic. So yeah, next question was just around a quote, although I could probably pick out about three or four <laughs> just written down <laughs> from quoting you. Is there a favourite that you're hung on to? I think one of my favourite quotes is that quote that is often mistakenly given to Nelson Mandela, and it's not from Nelson Mandela, it's from a really, really great lady called Marianne Williamson that talks about our deepest fear. And it says, you know, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And then there is a whole bunch of stuff in the middle about this quote. But what I love is the back half of the quote where it says, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And when I think about that, I think about that's our job. That's our responsibility. Our responsibility is to be the biggest, best, boldest, happiest, most fulfilled version of ourselves that we can be. And as we do that, hopefully that provides some light or the possibility for our children or our business partners or our spouses or our community that, gosh, maybe if he could do it, kid from Frankston asked to leave high school, he was so bad, then maybe I can do it too. Mm. I think that's kind of our moral responsibility. I think if you can, you should. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Jay. And that's also in the movie Dead, Dead Poets Society, wasn't it? The one in Dead Poets Society comes for, is I went to the woods because I wanted to live deliberately. Oh, right. Okay. Which uh, deliberate's a very important word for me. I like that word. That's why my said our, our catchphrase is live deliberately. I've got a, a team I'm building called Team Deliberate. Team, I think deliberate's a very important word. Great. 
Yeah, so just, just for the people that are listening in and they're resonating with what you're saying and they're ready to sign up for coaching <laughs> or um, well they, they want to find out a bit more about you know what, what you're up to and maybe contact you, how, do they, how would they go about that? Well, we, you can just go to scottharris.com.au and they can have a look there. They can go to coaching.com.au because we own that space as well. They can get themselves a free coaching session on either of those two pages. But as a gift for anybody listening, this is the thing I'm most passionate about, even though it's not really sexy. It is this thing called planning and scheduling and designing your life deliberately. So if you go to scottharris.com.au forward slash the mentor list, the mentor list, um, I've put a couple of things up there. I've put a, a great hour long video and an audio and a written document that I think are all really useful tools about how do I do this weekly planning, monthly planning, quarterly planning kind of process. And planning is kind of part art and part science. So I've given you the science by giving you this video and this audio and this document. The art is you then applying it to your own life because everyone's life is a little bit different. Some of you will use technology to plan. Some will use a pen and paper. Some will use an integration of those two things. So if you want that, scottharris.com.au forward slash the mentor list. And there's some cool resources there that I think could get you to have a, a, a bit more of a functional and organized and perhaps prosperous next couple of months. Mm, great. Well, yeah, thank you, Scott, for your energy and your time this morning. I know you're, you've got uh, nine o'clock as you start your session, and I don't know if you've got more or less energy, but every time I see you, you're just <laughs> bursting with life. So thanks for coming in and sharing with everyone. I'll have links to your site and, and that offer on mentalist.com. But thank you very much for the early morning interview. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. And also thanks for people listening. If you're listening to this, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. And that sounds weird because we haven't met yet. But I think that I, we're kindred spirits. If you're listening to this, that means you're like me. You're, instead of being a cassette in your Walkman, it's an iPod, you know, a podcast in your, your your phone. I think you're extraordinary. And I think every single one of us is capable of greatness. I love what you guys are doing. You're reaching thousands of people with the work you're doing. And it's exciting to think of the impact you could be making. Great. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to The Mentor List with your host, David Lewis. If you like what you're hearing on The Mentor List, the best way to support the show is to just take a few seconds to leave a rating and or comment over on iTunes. You can also find further information about this show and links to further episodes at mentorlist.com.au. Until next time, this is The Mentor List. 